This is the Red Sox Precap with your hosts, Keaton DeRocher and Shelly Verstraight. Part of the Over the Monster Podcast Network. Welcome to the Red Sox Precap, episode number one. Uh, we were hoping to bring this brand new podcast from Over the Monster to you earlier in the season, but, you know, some things happened. Uh, but this brand new podcast uh, will be myself, Keaton Rocher, your host, joined by Shelly Verstraight, another writer here at OTM. And we are going to cover, kind of as the name suggests, uh, the series that is about to start and the one that just ended every week. So we'll be coming at you multiple times a week uh, with just a short, like, 20, 30-minute pod that breaks down what just happened and what's about to happen. So I'm uh, stoked that we are actually able to do this now, Shelly. We've got baseball happening. We've got the Red Sox starting tomorrow. Kind of kind of feels great. Uh, yeah, it really does. Um, I mean, when you came to me, like, before the season started about this pod, like, I was, like, super stoked. And then, you know, 2020 happened, and I was like, oh, no, I don't think we're ever going to do this. But it looks like we're actually doing this. I'm really excited about this. Yeah, the the, part, the sad part was we had it all set up, and we were about to announce it, and then everything stopped. Yep. <laughs> Which was such a bummer. But we were glad that we were able to do it now. Um, starting off here, we have a three-game set with the Red Sox hosting the Orioles at Fenway Park. Um and why not get a weird season started in a weird way? Uh, <laughs> both the Red Sox and Orioles, uh, aces of the staffs, for lack of better terms. John Means and Eduardo Rodriguez are not available for the series. Uh, Eduardo Rodriguez dealing with some COVID issues. John Means has dead arm. So that leaves us with this epic opening day matchup of <laughs> Tommy Malone versus Nathan Ivaldi. And then that is followed up on Saturday by Alex Cobb versus Martin Perez. And then Sunday's... Uh, season finale, Wade LeBlanc versus Ryan Weber. So we have got some lightning right out of the bottle. I guess from the Red Sox perspective, with their issues on the pitching staff, it, there could be worse ways to open up a season. Uh, yeah, it, it really could. Like, I mean, I, I, I mean, Iavati is a a a really really good uh, starter. Um, maybe not opening day caliber, but I mean. I mean, we lost our two top guys, um, you know, Sale and uh, Erod. Um, so th- there could be worse things. I mean, I I, I love you, Baltimore, but Tommy Malone, really? <laughs> yeah. I kind wow. of had the same reaction. Yeah. Um, although if, you know, the, the Red Sox are looking to get off on the right foot in this sprint of a season, uh, three-game set with Baltimore – should do nicely, I guess. Um, uh, yeah, I mean that's definitely the 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 startup that you want to get with. I mean, I mean, Baltimore might be like the worst team in the entire league. So to just kind of ramp up to the season, um, I think uh, the Orioles are definitely the uh, the team to go with there. Yeah, and breaking down the Orioles, so I don't. I don't think we need to spend a ton of time on the pitching because I just, yeah, we yeah. already talked about the starters, and I think that kind of says it all. <laughs> but um, maybe Hunter Harvey is actually somebody who's interesting, who should be their uh, closer, if not on opening day, will ev- should eventually lock it down. Uh, he is interesting. However, um, the lineup is missing Trey Mancini for the Orioles, who is out um, dealing with some some medical stuff. Wish him 
speedy return. I forgot to look it up. I can't remember what exactly it was. Colon cancer. That was it. I knew yep. it was bad. Yep. yep. <laughs> I didn't want to say the wrong thing. Yeah, that's not great. Um, we wish him uh, a speedy recovery. I like Trey Mancini. Um, however, that leaves the Baltimore lineup um, worse for the wear. That was already worse. Um, really, the only name that interests me is Renato Nunez. I don't know if there's anybody else that you feel is is noteworthy in that lineup, but it doesn't seem like a lineup that should be that hard to neutralize. Uh, yeah, I, I totally agree. Um, I mean, I, Austin Hayes is kind of interesting. He's, I mean, he's leading off. He has, you know, a little bit of, you know, um, contactability and some speed there. But, I mean, outside of Hayes and Renato Nunez, there's really not much there. I mean, Hansel Alberto was kind of interesting last year, but yeah, I mean, just looking at that Baltimore lineup, it's, uh, I mean, you know, Iavardi, Perez, and Weber should just, you know, just have a pretty quote-unquote easy time uh, this weekend. So, looking at that second matchup with Martin Perez, Jake has been uh, on the, the Red Seat podcast with myself and Matt, uh, really pumping up Martin Perez in... Uh, the Red Sox success of having guys drop useless pitches, uh, teaching them splitters to mostly good positive results. Uh, how? What are your thoughts on Perez? Are you are you on the the Jake bandwagon here? You think he's going to have himself kind of a resurgent season? Season? Or are you with me and Matt? Who you're just uh, not super thrilled? Yeah, I I I am definitely with you and Matt there. I'm I'm definitely not that excited about Perez like maybe if Perez was like a or fourth or fifth guy I would be okay with it but knowing that he's our number two I'm I'm not excited whatsoever Uh, I mean he that cutter last year for him when he was with Minnesota like really was really good in the first half and then it just really uh just died off and I don't know I'm just I, I just I'm just so scared um I just, I, I'm, I'm sorry, Jake. I, I'm just not in the on the Martin Perez bandwagon here. Jake has been like Mister Optimistic about the Red Sox, which is, I'm not sure if he usually is, but he's definitely kind of completely taken up that role. But <laughs> it seems the general consensus seems to be like Perez is just there to eat innings. So, and yeah. hopefully, he does. Yeah, definitely. Looking at the lineups, uh, projected lineups, um, obviously because we don't have actual lineup releases yet. Uh, the Red Sox looks to be going with Benintendi at the top. J.D. Martinez at second, or batting second, which is interesting, and we'll get back to uh, for your thoughts later. Devers hitting third, Bogarts hitting fourth, Moreland at first and uh, hitting fifth, Vasquez sixth, Verdugo seventh, Jackie Bradley Jr. eighth, and Jose Peraza playing second, batting ninth. So that was the uh, big surprise in uh, rain-shortened game. Yesterday, J.D. Martinez batting second. What are your thoughts on putting the kind of meat of the power of the lineup there in the two-hole? Uh, I, I, I mean, I, like everyone else, I was extremely shocked. Like, I mean, I, I would have – personally, I would have flipped Bogarts and Martinez. I mean, I uh, last year, I mean, pretty much Bogey was hitting two or three, and then Martinez was hitting three or four. Um, so it's just, it, it was really shocking to me to see him hitting second, but you know, let's go, let's just go for it. Um, let's just see what happens. 
Yeah, I think it's interesting. We've seen a few other teams kind of do that, um, putting more power hitters at the top. Although, like um, to the maybe most extreme was Anthony Rizzo leading off a lot for the Cubs. Yeah, which is an interesting choice of leadoff hitter. But I mean, Martinez is going to hit wherever he's at. So I think I'm happy as long as they're scoring, which this lineup should. That shouldn't be the problem. Yeah, that that's definitely not the problem. <laughs> uh, for the Orioles. Austin Hayes leading off, uh, old friend Jose Iglesias, shortstop hitting second. Anthony Santander, who's actually also kind of a little bit interesting, hitting third. Renato Nunez, fourth. Chris Davis, fifth. Hanser Alberto, sixth. Rio Ruiz, hitting seventh. Pedro Severino, catching, hitting eighth. And DJ Stewart in right field, hitting ninth, as projected by Ross Resource. Um, I mean, we kind of already hit our, there's just nothing there, right? (laughs) Yeah, there, there's really nothing there. I mean, I did like what uh, Santander has been uh, that did last year and kind of in this summer camp. And um, Chris Davis has looked uh, a little bit more Chris Davis like, but still, he's I mean, he's hitting fifth, and that's really not what you want. Yeah, I mean, there's really no big, you know, crazy monsters um, in the uh, Orioles lineup here. Going back to the Red Sox, uh, Michael Chavis, who uh, is projected to start on the bench, should be getting some at-bats at first and second throughout this series. Uh, where do you fall? Because we've talked about on the, the Red Seat, we've talked about kind of that rotation at first and second uh, with those three guys, Peraza, Moreland, and Chavis. Kind of where do you see uh, Chavis's role playing out this season? Um, I, do th- I, I do feel that he is just going to be just going between um, second and first base. Um I, I do think, uh, just kind of like from what I'm hearing, um, the, the, the team really does like what uh, Peraza can bring uh, to, the, to the lineup here. So I do think that we would see actually more Peraza and Chavis versus Peraza and Moreland, in my opinion. Um, but then Moreland also brings just kind of like this veteran leadership. So I do think that it's just really just going to be a kind of – Kind of an even split between those three. Man, I hope my man Chavis just gets a ton of at-bats. Oh, I know, you do. <laughs> I know you do. I know you do. So to, just to wrap up this, something that we will be doing every time we preview a series is we'll be giving you our series prediction and who we think will be the series MVP. So Shelly, I'll let you start. Three-game series with the Orioles. How do you see it shaking out? Uh, yeah, so I, I do think that the Red Sox can pull this out. I mean, it, it, the Orioles, unfortunately, are like one of the, the worst teams in the league. So I do think that uh, the Red Sox can pull it out. And um, I'm going to go with um, Jose Peraza as the Ooh. series MVP. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. What's your prediction for the games? Is he 2-1 two, two, or sweep? Um, I think 2-1, just based on our pitching. Um, I'll go 2-1, just being on the safe side there. Yeah, I was thinking the same thing, but... Their pitching is also really bad. Yeah. So I think because you went 2-1, I'm going to go for sweep. Okay, nice. Uh, my series MVP, uh, I'm going to go Mitch Moreland. Nice. That wraps up that segment, I guess. I thought I had something else, but I did not have <laughs> anything else. So uh, after a quick break, we will talk about the 2020 season as a whole. Okay, moving on to our 2020 season predictions, what we think might happen here um this week at over the monster we've been uh gathering your 
community ideas on a whole bunch of superlatives for the season. Um, tomorrow, Friday, will be an article of our roundtable that will summarize uh, all of our writers' contributions and thoughts, as well as the communities. Uh, so we figured, why not review ours and uh, what our predictions for the 2020 season are. So those superlatives are MVP, Best Pitcher, Defensive Wizard, Biggest Surprise, Biggest Disappointment, Unsung Hero. So let's start with MVP. Shelly, who is your prediction for 2020 Red Sox MVP? Uh, this this one was kind of easy for me. Um, it's my it's my man. It's my it's Bogey. I, I love the dude. Um, he's definitely um, he's gonna be he's gonna win the MVP for the season this year. Yeah, this for the most part seemed like a two man race between Devers and yeah. the strides that he made last year. And Bogarts, and I'll be honest, I went kind of contrarian again here and just saw like a whole bunch of people had Bogarts, so I picked Devers. But I feel like it's going to be one of those two. And, I mean, there's there's a lot of interesting names on the team. Um, maybe Evaldi surprises us, has himself a season. Verdugo, solid hitter. Benintendi looking to have a bounce back season. But, I mean, the core and consistency of the Red Sox is Bogarts and Devers, so it really kind of comes down to those two. So, I went Devers just to go against the grain of everybody else. Nice. Best pitcher. Um, my pick for best pitcher was I, I was the only one that picked Eduardo Rodriguez. Uh, I know he's currently not with the team and recovering from COVID-19, but uh, I just believe in the strides that he made last year and even in, a like, a short sprint. Maybe we don't have to have the threat of him missing a chunk of time on the DL looming. Um, so I went with Eduardo Rodriguez. He was my pick. Best pitcher. Who was yours? Uh, yeah, so I went uh, with uh, Nathan Eovaldi, Um Kind of our quote-unquote ace, as much as that hurts to say. Like, he's our dude right now. Um, <laughs> and I just I just really like what I have seen in spring and summer camp or you know, all that stuff. Like, he looks really good, and I'm just really hoping um, that, you know, maybe his fastballs aren't as, like, super straight as they've been the couple last couple seasons, and I'm just hoping for the 2018 version of the Evaldi. So. Yeah. Hopefully with this time off, he's kind of had enough time to distance himself from his injuries, and I know it's it's tough to take spring training slash summer camp stats at face value. Yeah. Well, he, he did really well, and it's just hard not to be excited about what he can bring for this exactly. season. Exactly, yeah. Uh, defensive Wizard, this should have been a sweep, um, <laughs> but Jake decided to go against the grain for some reason. Um, Jackie Brad Jr. is, like, the best defensive center fielder in the game, so that should be an easy one. Yeah, exactly. I mean, I do like I do like the duo and, and Wright, uh, but yeah, this definitely should have been a clean sweep for JBJ. Sorry, Jake. <laughs> biggest surprise was all over the board. Uh, my pick for biggest surprise was, of course, my man, Michael Chavis. I think there's, there's a lot of folks down on him, and he's, he's going to, even though it's a short season, he's going to prove him wrong. He's going to hit, like, 20 dingers. It's going to be great. I like yeah. your pick, though. You do? Okay, good. Yeah, I, 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 I actually struggle with this one. Like, this was, like, the last, this last, like, category that I filled – um, but just kind of like what I saw just looking at uh, Colton Brewer um, in his, the second half last year. I mean, he, in like 16 innings, 
he had a 276 ERA, which was kind of interesting, and a pretty decent, you know, strikeout rate. So I'm just kind of going to go with it. And I do think that the bullpen is going to be – we're going to see a lot of the bullpen this year um, just, just based on <laughs> the, <laughs> the interesting rotation that we have. So um, I'm all for just Colton Brewer just being like this really, really, really good dude. Yeah, there's so many guys that are just kind of like the same in the bullpen yeah. that if one of them steps up, like it'll just make a huge impact on the rest of the bullpen and the rotation. So I like that you went for one of those guys that has a chance to do that. That was a nice pick. Nice. Uh, who was your pick for biggest disappointment? Unfortunately, I'm going to go uh, with Brandon Workman. Um, I, believe me, I, I saw what he did last year, and I was very impressed with what he did. I just, I just... I, I, I don't think that he can um, replicate what he did last year because basically he just eliminated his home runs. Um, he went from a home run to fly ball rate from 14% to 2% last year. It's just, it's just like crazy what we saw from him. And while I do think that he's going to be a good pitcher, I just don't think that he's just going to be what he was last year. So that's why I think he's the biggest disappointment. Still struggling with walks, too. I think last year his walk per nine was over four, which is not good for a reliever. Yeah. So I went with Christian Vasquez. Um, with the juice ball, he was kind of like the perfect archetype of a player for a juice ball because he essentially had warning track power, and the juice ball across the league was adding like 10, 15 feet per average fly ball, and that just pushed all his over the fence. So he had a career year. Um, so I'm kind of banking on... Major League Baseball tinkering with the ball again, and then just him not having as good a season. Yeah, I I, I can totally get behind that. I mean, I I love Vasquez. Um, I love to watch him play. I love to watch him, uh, you know, catch baseballs. Um, but uh, yeah, I I can totally get behind that uh, that pick right there. Unsung hero. We both went with bullpen picks, but different guys. Who was your choice? Uh, yeah. So my guy was Marcus. Um, Walden. Um, I, I just, I just really, I mean, I, I kind of like prepping for this, this pod. I was like, I'm just like looking at the bullpen and I'm just like, what, what is going on here? Um, but, uh, Marcus Warren is actually like really, really good. And I do think that he's going to get, um, a lot of innings. I'm trying to pull up his stats here. Um, yeah. So he just totally went, uh, just totally different last year. He started implementing his, um, uh, slider more and his cutter even more. And I mean, he had an average on his slider and cutter. His slider had an average of 203 and a, his average on his cutter was 198. And it just, just, I love the just total pitch mix change that he did. And he can pitch multiple innings, uh, which is really what we kind of need with this uh, pitching. Uh, staff that we have so yeah i think marcus warden's just going to be a guy just going to be a dude just going out there you know two innings at a time just like just mowing guys down getting ground balls he's just going to be a really good dude marcus warden yeah for kind of some of the same reasons i picked darwin and hernandez ability to go multiple innings um a lot of folks want to see him given a chance to start i'm not so convinced of that but we've seen like 
glimpses of him being an elite high leverage reliever at times last year. And so hopefully seeing him take a step forward with that, obviously still struggling with the walks. And I think actually didn't see if he, cause he also tested positive and was out with Eduardo Rodriguez. I don't know if he's still out or if he's still with the team. Um, but whenever he does end up joining the team, I think he's going to play a pretty pivotal role in the bullpen beyond Barnes and Workman. So I went with, with him as my pick. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I love that pick. The, I mean, the only reason why I didn't pick him was because of the COVID um, diagnosis. Like, I was kind of, like, looking at some of his numbers in the offseason. It was, like, super nasty. Like, I really do think this guy will probably get some high leverage, um, you know, um, innings um, whenever he's healthy, whatever the season is, you know, quote-unquote normal, all that stuff. So, I, I love that pick. Now's the moment of truth. Overall prediction for the Red Sox. Where do you think? I guess it's, I don't, I'm not looking for like a specific win loss, I guess, but where do you think they're going to finish within the division? Um, this, I guess we'll start with the larger division and then this, the AL East itself. And how do you see the season ending? Um, yeah, I, I guess if we're going like just, you know, I guess like the, the East or the AL East, um, I, I think they finished third. I keep waffling between, you know, the Red Sox and the Jays. But with the Jays uh, kind of really not having a home right now, <laughs> and that's kind of, like, really crazy, um, I'm going to go with the Red Sox here. But we easily could finish fourth in the division. Yeah, I think third as well. Um, I had them seventh in, the like, the group of ten. Because uh, having to play a bunch of games against the NL East is not easy. Uh, yeah. In the division, I think third. And then I had them out of the playoffs until today. <laughs> we learned that 16 teams are going to make the playoffs. And that's the top two from each division and then the best two records after that. Um, that seems really hard to miss. <laughs> so um, I'm going to guess that they do make the playoffs, but it'll be a short stint. They'll probably be out in that first round. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking as well. Like, as soon as I saw it, I'm like, yeah, they'll probably get, like, that last little slot there and then kind of peter out on that on that first go-round. But baseball's back, Keaton. Baseball is back. It is. It is. I am just so excited about it. And incredibly happy to be doing this podcast with you. Yes. Uh, not only just doing it with you, but also doing it and recover like covering all the uh, teams. We've needed like a little short little review podcast to add to Over the Monster, so I'm glad that we're doing that. Yeah. Uh, if you enjoyed this podcast, please subscribe. Um, or if you're listening to it, hopefully you already are subscribed. Tell your friends. Get more subscriptions to it. Um, you can find me. At the Spoken Keats on Twitter, you can find Shelly at ShellyV underscore 643. You can follow Over the Monster, our general blog Twitter, at Over the Monster. Check out all the awesome stuff that we've written and our roundtables and all of our superlative stuff that's coming out tomorrow over there on OverTheMonster.com. Thanks for joining us. We'll be back with you Monday morning as we will record Sunday night to review the series and preview the next. Nice. See you then.